It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. You're listening to BGN Radio, right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. What is going on, Bleeding Green Nation? We have uh, unceremoniously made it to uh, episode number 19 as we are reacting to what everybody just saw. With the Saints and Eagles' first playoff game, uh, let's introduce everybody around the horn as we have got the boys back together to play uh, one last note as this uh, semi-Titanic type season is, uh, well, it's not a Titanic type of season. I'm just saying it's over. But uh, let's introduce uh, the man that uh, this is all possible with. It's the editor-in-chief of Bleeding Green Nation, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowton. What's going on, sir? I am doing all right, I guess. (laughs) Uh, to my center, the uh, super producer of 97.5, the Fanatic, who's joining us just for a little bit. See, he's got to go down onto uh, the Phil from Mount Airy show, who we all love here. Mr. James Seltzer, what is going on, sir? What up, Johnny? How are you, brother? Uh, hanging in there. The uh, the one that I get intoxicated with the most uh, via text and by video call is the uh, very beautiful, the man down in Phoenix, Mr. Mike K. How are you, sir? Um, you know, given the circumstances, I'm doing well. Everybody is uh, enjoying their Sunday hangover here. I know a lot of you are disappointed, but I got to say, you know, it's I was the one of the guys that said, you know, hey, I don't see the Eagles winning this game. I didn't actually think it was going to be such a close game with the defensive battles here and there. Brandon Lee Gowton, how did this kind of happen? How are you feeling right now? As for the game, I mean, it's hard because that was absolutely a game they could have won. Absolutely a game they probably should have won. Uh, you know, they're at home. Saints just aren't as good on the road. I mean, they're still a good team, but they're just not the same level that they are in the Dome, obviously, where they're almost, you know, unbeatable, or it's, at least it's a lot harder to beat them there. Yeah, this is a winnable game, and the Eagles should have won it, and they dropped it. I mean, th- it just came down to a handful of plays, like we were talking about before we went in there. You know, you just you can look at a number of different plays, like the Cooper drop or 
you know, the uh, the special teams errors at the end, the missed Henry kick, whatever. I mean, you could you could point to anything, any of those small little plays. Rock Carmichael, our guy, kicking the ball into yeah. the end zone on the the, the what should have been a, a ball down at the one. Uh, you know, it's just hard. It's it's uh it was it's been a great season, and to see it end like that yesterday, you know, it's really rough. Yeah, not to mention the uh, you know Rock Carmichael also coming in for Kerry Williams for one play on a third and twelve. They convert on that. That drive keeps going, and you know it's it's those small things, and there's those big things that stick out in your mind. And James, is anything sticking out in your mind right now as far as that's how we lost that game? No, and I think Brandon put it best. I don't think you can you know pick out one play. Yeah, if, if Cooper had caught that ball, maybe he gets down to the twenty, we score some points. It's it's maybe a, a ten to fourteen point swing there. You know there are plays like that that you can point out, but. I don't think it's fair to say that that one play or one instance caused the game. Uh, you know, there was a lot of lack of execution. The team didn't tackle nearly as well as it had for the last, you know, 11 weeks. Um, there are just things that, you know, uh, technique seemed a little off. There were just errors across the field. You know, it took Foles a little while to kind of get into the rhythm of the game. And, and again, Drew Brees managed the game brilliantly. I, I think that, you know, it, it's one of those games where you can't point to one thing. You just got to say, you know, they had a chance to win. They didn't, but they fought hard. And Mike, you know, I want to hear uh, kind of everything that you thought of the game as well. But one thing that kind of pointed out and stuck in our minds as we were talking off air is, is two things. You know, the defensive line, really didn't win the battle against the Saints offensive line. Uh, Benny Logan in particular looked pretty gassed throughout the whole second half. And I also want to get your thoughts. A lot of people saying, hey, you know, why not just let the Saints score after that, uh, you know, the return kick by Darren Sproles. They went to the running game at that point. What are you feeling about all that, Mike? Well, I mean, the defensive line, uh, you know, they were underwhelming the entire game. I thought Cedric Thornton kind of took a step back in that game. And you know how I felt about him. I think he's been the defensive player of the game pretty much every week just because of how he sets the tone in the run defense. Um, I, you know, going for it, you know, letting them score. Sorry, I'm mumbling my words. Uh, you know, letting them score, you know, is a double-edged sword because if you don't go down, you know, yeah, you get another shot, but if you don't go down or it's a three and out or four and out, you're done. So I think, you know, you run the risk of at least with a field goal, they could miss it. And I think you got to trust the defense. The defense played well for 11 straight games. They really still held them to 26 points. I mean, these are the Saints. So um, just the kickoff itself, uh, that Sproles had the, the long return, really just screwed up any, you know, momentum that the defense could have had. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, the thing that's stuck on my mind is just there's, you know, going into this offseason, which we'll get into a little bit too, is just, you know, James, I think they need a guy that's a constant threat on the pass rush. They definitely need a cornerback that's, or excuse me, not a cornerback, they, they do need that, but I think, you know, Patrick Chung just kind of, I don't know, it's just not, it's not working. Uh, and, you know, if they go in and shut down guys like Deshaun Jackson for the first half, and if the run game isn't going, I think there's somebody that needs to be out on that wide receiving core other than Riley Cooper. Uh, I, you know, how are you feeling about all that stuff? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that there are a few defined needs. Um, I think anyone has to be happy with the performance of, you know, this team's this season. But, um, you know, clearly I think we need an edge pass rusher. The team needs someone who can get to the quarterback on a consistent basis. I think that was a, a clear flaw uh, this season. 
Uh, and then I, I agree. I think uh, uh, safety, I think they need some help in the defensive secondary. And I, I think a wide receiver could take a little pressure off Deshaun. I think those are all must-haves this offseason if this team really wants to take that next step and, and compete for the Super Bowl next year. And, Brandon, one of the things that has obviously a stick out in everybody's mind, and you mentioned it earlier, was Alex Henry. Now, granted, a 48-yard field goal is not a guarantee. We don't know if that would have been the game. Obviously, if we're adding up totals, yes, there would have been, you know, up 27-26, but you don't know how the Saints would respond and blah, 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 blah. But one thing that has been sticking out dramatically this entire year and showed up beautifully last night was that Alex Henry is in the low bottom range of kicking distance, not a lot of touchbacks. What do, what, uh, what do they do here? I mean, you, you have to add competition. And in hindsight, uh, you, you could really say it was a mistake for them not to add competition in this offseason where uh, they, they didn't bring anyone to challenge Alex Henry. Uh, at the time, you know, I didn't have a big problem with it. I thought it was, you know, it wasn't the worst move. But really, in hindsight, it looks like they should have added someone. Even if he doesn't beat him out, you just kind of maybe just want to push him more, maybe push him to work harder. Not that I'm accusing him of being lazy or anything, because I, it's like, not I, not like I have knowledge of that. I'm not trying to say he's lazy. Come on, but I'm you just... saw him. You saw him eating Cheetos in between. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, right. But uh, <laughs> but no, I just I feel like at the very least the very least you have to bring in competition for this guy um, i know some people are going to want to cut him out right i don't know that you have to do that i think you can bring in competition uh, there is actually if i'm not mistaken a decent 2014 kicker market i like uh, hoshka from the seahawks i don't know if they're going to resign him or what but there's some other guys out there nick folk uh, yeah nick folk there's there's a couple guys out there uh i, I think that's what you have to do you you look at or maybe, you know, there's there's always kickers coming out of the college and stuff. Maybe you pick up a guy. You don't draft one in the fourth round, <laughs> like Alex Henry. Yeah. Maybe you get one, you know, uh, as an undrafted free agent. You just have to bring in someone. You don't necessarily have to cut Henry, but you have to bring in some kind of competition. Yeah, and, and I don't want to make it sound like we're all just like, yeah, this is what they need to do, and here's where they screwed up on. Listen, this season was awesome, and for the first time, I know there's a lot of disappointed people. In fact, we got one on our hotline that just sounds awful, and we want to cheer him up here a little bit. But this, to me, felt okay. Like, it was just kind of like, ah, damn, we lost. It was the first time that it wasn't like, oh, you how could you? And go into a, a, a huge rage because it's just, I don't know. To me, the Dallas game was completely, you know, a playoff game for me. So this was, in a sense, kind of house money for me if we went on hey that's great let's continue this great run but I know uh, Mike K has a different uh, opinion on what exactly house money is so how did you feel going forward here Mike what was your initial reaction no I'm with you on house money I think that I think Brandon has the different opinion but I what I wanted to say was you know uh John and I came into this seven probably seven and nine eight and eight uh, that's yeah. what we wanted and you know we did technically win a playoff game because we won the nfc division title in a game that was win and you're in and, and that's what the playoffs are so um you know I, i'm happy we have a division title another one to put in our ranks and uh you know i i thought they should beat the saints but it wasn't like it wasn't like I didn't. I don't think this is a Super Bowl team. Then again, I also didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. So I'm not. I'm not that 
torn up about it. I'm glad that they had the early success. I think that this team isn't like the Redskins in that every part of the team has stepped up, even the safety play. I mean, Patrick Chung, while he's been awful, Nate Allen has really stepped up his game. I think there's a lot to build on. Um, and I'm not sure they could beat the Panthers. So, uh, you know, you look you look at it like this. Your, your draft picks can be in the 20s. Uh, you have more time to look over what needs to be improved. Do you, I mean, you there's positives to this loss. Yeah, and uh, James, just because I know we'll get to uh, Brandon's reaction on that in just a second, but just because I know we're short on time. So, James, a lot of a lot of people thought, you know, in the beginning of the season that this was, hey, you know what, what's going to help is just losing and finding that uh, franchise quarterback and just be in a high, tough-rung draft pick. But now, I mean, you know, they've had playoff experience. It looks like they just need uh, a few pieces to even elevate where they won from now, and there's a big high ceiling, at least in my opinion. Do you think that this benefited more doing this than losing and being 7-9 and nine or 6-10 and 10 or worse? And getting that stuff? I think there's no question. I think that anyone who says the opposite doesn't know football. I mean, that, that this is a no-brainer. Uh, you know, what, what's the difference? You get a, a couple, you know, a couple higher picks per round than you would have. Big deal. Um, you know, especially in the NFL draft where there's so much depth and, you know, late round picks are almost as important as early round picks. So, um, you know, I think the chance for this team to gel together the way they did and <clears throat> To have the type of experience that they did, to be able to go to a playoff game, to be able to host a playoff game at home, to all see what Chip Kelly's system and you know program can be if they put their effort into it, if they work hard at it, uh, I think it was an invaluable, invaluable season for the maturation of this team. Yeah, and the one thing that obviously me and Brandon noticed the most was there was a lot of jitters with Nick Foles in that first half. Um, I think it was important to get that out of the way. I think there was a lot of whether he bought into it or not, there was a lot of storyline between him and Drew Brees and they went to the same high school and he beat the, you know, beat all his records and all that crap. So Brandon, what do you think is the most important thing for Nick Foles to take away from this game? And what, what do you think he should go and, you know, uh, where does this experience uh, lead him to? I think, uh, you know, it's a positive learning experience if he, if he uses that way. Uh, The one thing that I've had an issue with, and I've said it, a billion times by now so i apologize because you probably already heard me say it but it's just it's the accuracy thing and he's not necessarily inaccurate it's just i feel like he's leaving too many easy plays on the field especially we saw that earlier in the game there's there's, there's throws especially last night where it looked like maybe it was miscommunication with the wide receiver i don't know but uh you know the ball's just a little off target even on some of his completions he threw that pass to me it looked high to Selleck downfield earlier in the game then he had one to Shady which was short and that was clearly high and Shady almost saved that from being an interception or you know incompletion uh and then there was just maybe he's like you said he's leaving plays on the field he's missing some plays that that play to Jason Avant where he had Brent Selleck wide open down the field you couldn't see it on TV but you know I was there at the game and you know, Selk is just wide open, and that's that's a big play, and it's early in the game, and, you know, maybe you move the ball down there and you get a score and you kind of you get the places into it. You know, that was a, a real thing that kind of took away from the home field advantage yesterday is the fact that, you know, you have this high-flying, dynamic Eagles offense, and, you know, the crowd wants to see points, and they couldn't put up points. And, you know, that kind of just it felt like it sucked the air out of the place because it's like they get on offense – you know, three and out, punt. All right, the defense has to do something. 
you know, it's 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 just hard. There wasn't a lot of energy after the offense came out flat like that. And that's that's not something you want to see out of a Chip Kelly team because it's, it's all about the offense. It's not supposed to be about relying on the defense like that. Yeah, yeah and, you know, I don't know. I guess we've all had discussions about this too of whether, okay, well, the run should set up the pass and all this other stuff, but we haven't obviously seen any of the All-22 tape that's going to come out from this. But uh, Mike and I have a little bit of a different philosophy. I mean, I think if you're – if you're getting shut down on the run, if their number one corner shutting down your number one threat, then you, the quarterback needs to step up at that point. And I'm not trying to, you know, put a whole ton of weight of on uh, Foles' first playoff experience, but you know, I think that's one thing where you needed to shine. Mike, do you disagree? No, I no, I I agree, but I think that he did that with Riley Cooper. I I think. If anything, Brennan's uh, opinion of Jason Avant was proved last night. Uh, he doesn't get open. The guy can't get open to save his life anymore. He's probably the slowest starting. Yeah, I'm going to count the slot as a starting wide receiver. He's easily the the slowest. I mean, and, and the fact that, you know, Chip is not taking him out of the game for somebody else. Not that Damaris Johnson or... Jeff Mall is an even more appealing option, but I mean, Brad Smith, Brad Smith's been a slot receiver in this league. So that was kind of frustrating. I felt like Nick and Nick worked well with Ertz and Cooper, but he could have done a little bit better with Selleck. And I agree with you to an extent. I think he did that in the second half, but uh, yeah, the first half was a little shaky. I'll, I'll give you, definitely give you that. Yeah, I mean, Avant's biggest contribution was uh, not being a Reggie Bush. He was the anti-Reggie Bush. As Keenan Lewis come up and tried to wallop him, and it just, uh, uh, you know, that opened up a, a lot of things. I think that was a huge momentum swing. And James, I know you got to go, so I just want to get your your final thoughts on how uh, how everything felt for you and where this team needs to go from here. Um, I, I think that. Like we've, I mean, I think we've all said it. I think any Eagles fan who doesn't say it is is silly. I mean, you have to be happy with this season. Look, the loss hurts. It's always going to be painful, especially the finality of a playoff loss, especially a close loss. You're hoping, you know, Willie missed the kick. Did did was there a penalty? Was there this? Was there that? And it, and it really takes time for it to sink in that that such a fun season is over. Uh, but ultimately, I think you got to be happy with it. I mean. What a what a run we went on, you know what you know with the playoffs playoffs to quote Jamara, uh, no one no one saw this coming. You have to be happy. I do think that um, it also gives us a kind of a better idea of what we really need to do going into next season. Obviously, after last season at twelve and or at four and twelve, um, you know there were so many holes and so many problems that we needed to fix. Um, I, I feel like going into this season, this offseason, it's a little bit more focused, and there are specific spots, as we discussed, you know, an edge rusher, uh, a, you know, a slot receiver or, or another receiver on the other side from Deshaun. Um, you know, specific things helping the defensive secondary, kicking game. I mean, there are specific things that we can see and say, all right, if we, if we can find a way to patch these up and to upgrade in these spots – I don't see any reason the Eagles can't contend for a Super Bowl next year and, and in the years moving forward. And coming off the Andy Reid era, coming off the, the way the Andy Reid era ended, uh, it, it's refreshing, it's exciting, and, and, you know, thank God for Chip Kelly. James, we love you, and we thank you for all the uh, the coverage uh, this season. And obviously you'll be back with us to uh, talk draft and all that other good stuff as well. But uh, just want to thank you for all the hard work and good stuff, and we'll catch you hopefully uh, later on in the week here. 
Thanks, John. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Mike. I uh, I appreciate it as well. It's been a it's been a blast. James, the uh, bearded man that we all love, uh, uh, we are glad to have you uh, as a part of the crew here. But uh, it's you know some people aren't feeling that great, and we actually had Chris, I believe he's from Georgia, uh, called in. Uh, you know he needs a little pick me up. Uh, Chris, what's going on? Well, I'm pissed. I put all my stock into the Eagles, and I know it was a new coach, you know, new quarterback, everything. But it was the Saints. They can't win on the road. It's cold. So I put all my faith into that, and I'm, I'm bumped. I really am. It, it pisses me off. I've drank so much tonight, and I, I still can't get over it. I really can't. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It, it, it really hurts, guys. It really does. I'd like to hear something back from you. Well, I mean, buddy, put down the bottle, first of all. That's that's, a, that's what uh, he sounds like me in the Mike K uh, alcoholic depression there. But everything is fine, sir. I mean, you know, guys, we we've said that. Hey, this is a this is the first go. You know, you can put as much stock into those. Yeah, the Saints don't win on the road out of the you know out of the dome. They're a different team. But hey, it's the team that won a Super Bowl. They've been together for quite a long time, so they know how this thing goes. It's gonna be okay. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, guys, especially what do you see uh, this team doing? Where do, what do they need to do? Uh, Mike, where are they going to go from here? Well, I mean, I, I think you've got to obviously take care of the draft needs. James brought up earlier. And, uh, you know, I, I think I think we can't lose sight of how much they accomplish with guys that are not Chip Kelly's ideal, ideal guys. I mean, I, there was a an article that was out, I believe it was McLean that put it out uh, from Philly.com about how Brett Selleck, Todd Harriman's, Jason Avant, and Trent Cole were the guys that like nobody thought were part of Chip's plan. And I think uh, Brent Selleck said something in the effect of we are exactly what Chip wants. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I think that, that we have to look at this season as a season and, and what transpired during that season. You know, we might've had our, our discovered our franchise QB. We know we have a coach that can definitely win in this league. You know, we have a dynamic offense, no matter who is playing quarterback and who is out on the field, because really um, outside of Riley Cooper, Deshaun Jackson, LaShawn McCoy and the tight ends really Bowles and Vic didn't have that many options. I mean, I don't really think passing to Jeff Mail or Damaris Johnson or even Jason Avon at this stage in his career are really beneficial. And the offense still put up tons of yardage and tons of points. On defense, they greatly improved. They held the Saints to 26 points. I, I know they lost, and, and that last drive was awful, but they did show a ton of improvement. That defensive line, while they barely showed up on, on Saturday night, is built for the future. I think the front seven looks really good. Um, but you need help in the secondary. I think Bradley Fletcher and Kerry Williams return, but you know, I think you've got to look for options in, in the, in, at the safety position. Yeah. And even, even our hopeful franchise quarterback was in the beginning of the year, wasn't supposed to be here. We were expecting Nick Foles to get traded almost immediately once Chip Kelly got in here. So really none of the guys, at least none of the guys I thought that would supposedly work in the system are all still here and proving me wrong. And that's kind of an exciting thing here. And, 
Brandon, do you kind of see the same things here? I'm, I I like our front seven. I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh, the first year that they're in in this new uh, defensive scheme is great, but I still think you need that, you know, number one passing threat alongside the other guys that are Vinnie Curry and Trent Cole and all that other stuff. So where do you see uh, the biggest needs uh, for the Eagles going forward? Yeah, that, you named it. I mean, pass rusher, that's obvious. There's There's a number of pieces you can upgrade. You know, I, I love Jason Avant as a as a person. I think he's a great leader. I think he's a great guy. But, you know, it's like you throw to him behind the lines, the line of scrimmage, and it's almost like, what's the point? Because he's not going to get you any yards after. The, it's almost just like a waste. Uh, these are just little things that, you know, they add up, and uh, you can absolutely improve upon, and they will improve upon, and they will bring in competition because that's what Chip Kelly does. And... Just in a in a broader scope, I mean, yeah, this year, you know, this year was awesome. I mean, it really was because you came into the season, and even I, who was optimistic about the Eagles winning the division and stuff like that, you know, I, I I didn't think it was anything close to being guaranteed. And they went out and they did that, and that's great. And they they got a home playoff game. These are all awesome things. And moving forward, you know, in in recent shows. You know, I've said it feels like things are trending upward here. Mm-hmm. And that's not a guarantee because you look at the Washington Redskins last year, you know, and they, they started off three and six and they made the playoffs and it looked like, you know, everyone had them or not everyone, but a lot of people had them, you know, winning the division this year. Oh, I did. You know, and taking <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah, see. But I mean, I don't like to compare that completely because, you know, look, that was like a third year team or, well, Shanahan was in his third year. They started off bad. It just seemed kind of fluky. Maybe you want to say about that that about these Eagles, but I, I just don't feel the same way. Maybe that's me being biased, but I, I just feel like there's something to build on here. I, I really do, and it's not a guarantee because the NFL is so it's so year to year, and you know you can go to first to worst, but you can also go worst to first, just like the Eagles did this year. So I mean, it is it's far from guaranteed, but they do have this full off season ahead of them. To, to upgrade, uh, and not only in terms of getting new players, but these young guys like like Zach Ertz had a you know great rookie year. Maybe he makes a big jump next year. Maybe Nick Foles makes a big jump next year in terms of cleaning up some of the little things like I've complained about his accuracy and stuff. You know, it, it was it was cool to see last night. You know, it was a playoff game that the Eagles lost, but there was fans who stuck around afterwards and they cheered the Eagles as they went back into the tunnel because they recognized that they had exceeded expectations and they appreciated this year and it, they just enjoyed it. And even in the locker room, uh, Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman were there in the locker room to go up to players individually, you know, shake their hand and thank them for this season. You know, that's, that's something that kind of doesn't feel as acceptable uh, when you're at the point where it was with Andy Reid, where, you know, you're getting into the playoffs and you're underachieving, you know, no, by no means is this an underachieving team. It was an overachieving team. I think you have to feel good about this team moving forward. It's like I said, it's no guarantee, but I don't know how you cannot be excited about year two of Chip Kelly era. Oh, absolutely. And he, that's, that's the hopeful thing for me is that, you know, Foles is a very smart guy. He's going to improve. I got to keep reminding myself that it's his second year in the league and it's his really first. It's still, he still hasn't had a full-time starter position yet. So going into this year, and I got to tell you, the one thing I forgot to mention uh, during the reaction to the game is that offensive line played great last night. Again, you know, especially in pass protection. 
There's a couple of times where Foles should have just thrown it away or got out of the way or took a sack, got out of the pocket, did whatever early. But that offensive line really stood up uh, and I thought did an incredible job last night. And that's why I think, and I agree with Brandon and uh, Mike on this one, if you get another wide receiving threat, who are you going to cover? That's what I'm saying. There, are, That's another option for a young, growing quarterback to get, uh, you know, a foothold of this offense here. And I kind of think that you should probably spend a first-round pick in getting one if they're around. Obviously, that relies on where, you know, the Sammy Watkins and the Mike Evans and uh, the Marquise Lees all fall and drop into place here. But do you guys feel that this team should put a priority on wide receiver or more on the safety position? Uh, I'm more of a pass rusher. I think pass rusher is the third most important position in the entire uh, scheme of, of a team. You know, Nick's a le- uh, quarterback and left tackle or blindside defender, I, I would say, or blindside blocker. Um, I mean, I think they should go pass rusher first. I think, you know, in every draft, the second round uh, has had a plethora of really talented wide receivers. I think Allen Robinson uh, and some other really talented players will be there in the second round. Um, now, safety, I mean, if you really like HaHa, uh, then by all means, go for him. I'm not as high as him on him as I know the both of you are. So, I, I see this is the thing that we were kind of going back and forth uh you know, on and off air and on Twitter last night is Jarius Bird is that name that keeps popping up. He's going to be a free agent. Uh, Brandon, are you taking uh, the six to seven million for, you know, whatever three or four years that it's going to take to get uh, Jarius Bird in an Eagles uniform? I mean, definitely strongly considering it. Sure. I mean, I, I'm not ready to, you know, say 100% yet because I haven't looked at all the free agents and considered everything. But yeah, I mean, that certainly has to be an option. I mean, I really think year two, uh, you're going to see at least one splashy move. Like, year one of the Chip Kelly era, era you know, you look at the, the free agent signings, and they really weren't anything too splashy. They are kind of just these guys who were, you know, solid or undervalued, kind of like Connor Barwin, and, you know, who's been great, and Kerry Williams, who for, you know, all the crap he gets. I mean, he can he can put some good games together. He also puts some bad games together. But you mean and then you got Bradley Fletcher who's cheap and again he's not a he's not a star by any means, but he's been a solid starter. I think, you know, those are good deals to make in free agency because you're not spending a ton of money and it's not like the two thousand eleven class where you're you're giving guys a lot of money. Uh but I think you can make bigger moves now that you had this great year and you can say, hey, maybe now it's time to, to make that big move to help us get to the next level. Maybe you can afford to overpay a little bit more. You don't necessarily have to, but sure, that's definitely an option. And as far as the need thing goes, yeah, I think, you know, safety is a big need because, you know, you have Chung who's going to be gone probably. And Allen, that's that's a mystery. He could be back, but, you know, it's not a lock. Uh, but I'm, I'm with Mike. You have to get a pass rusher. That's at a premium, absolutely. And see, that's the thing. I think you're. I think you're better off getting a pass rusher in free agency. I'm not exactly sure. I'm trying to frantically look for a 2014 NFL uh, free agency list here. But I, I, Mike, is am I missing something? There is there a guy uh, in the draft right now that you are jonesing for as far as like that outside linebacker defensive end spot that you would snag right now? 
I mean, Vic Beasley is probably the one guy I would say that might be available for us to immediately go after. I, I'm Brandon and I kick ourselves like all the time. It's almost like an inside joke. We wish we would have uh, traded with Ryan Grigson for Jerry Hughes, uh, who was like wasted on the Colts and then got traded to Buffalo and had 10 sacks off the bench uh, the season for the Bills. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see kind of what the free agent market looks like because Everson Griffin is a guy, if they feel like yeah. he can stand up, I think he would be the perfect, like you, you give him $6 million. He's not really that proven. I mean, he's been behind uh, Brian Robeson and, and uh, Jared Allen for years, but he has some massive potential. He was amazing at USC and uh, kind of went under the radar over the last couple of years. Uh, if they don't feel like paying him because they just gave Robeson all that money and they still do need to re-sign Jared Allen depending on what scheme they play, uh, he's a guy that I would look at. If I mean, I don't know if he would work, but would you consider Jared Allen at any point? Um, at his age, for one year, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm not giving him more than $3 million, but, you know, it, that's the thing. You know, you've got to – you brought up the success of, of this season, Brandon and, and John, and – Maybe you can go out and get the one-year fix because you feel like you can do it right away. Uh, you know, there's guys like Michael Johnson who uh, played at Georgia Tech and was used everywhere, but he's been mostly a defensive end in this league. Uh, you know, Matt Shaughnessy, who actually did really well um, as an outside linebacker for the Cardinals this year, he's going to be a free agent. That's a guy that you could look at and sign to a two-year deal, kind of like a Bradley Fletcher type contract and maybe have him as a starter because he signs with you so he can put some good tape on, you know, and then hopefully get a big deal. Uh, I mean, there's going to be options out there, but I think if you're looking at like the older players, if you want to sign them to a one-year deal, I don't think there's any harm in that, but I also think you have to be prepared with a younger guy too. What I will say is, is that uh, they were using Brandon Graham a ton last night. So you got to wonder if maybe they're prepping him for a role or he's heavily involved, or maybe they just like the match up against Armstead. But uh, he was used a ton last night. I don't know if you guys... Uh, hey, played, didn't he have a sack? Uh, yeah. yeah. He, and he had like a really good run stop, too. He had yeah. a pretty good game. They they used him a lot. So, you know, it stands to be seen if they think they need a pass rusher. I mean, I, I definitely think they do, but um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it, it definitely will. And going forward, obviously, we're going to have uh, more draft looking and free agent uh, shows here. Uh, we're going to have a, a couple of more shows that we'll do uh, upcoming with the BGN Awards and things like that, but then we'll probably uh, not completely slow things down. We'll still do the show once a week and trying to find, obviously we'll do more if there's more breaking news and if you know Mike K breaks his foot and needs immediate uh, therapy and a cup of tea, we'll be on that as well. Uh, guys, <laughs> final thoughts as we're uh, exiting out here, Brandon. The Eagles coach is Chip Kelly, and that's the guy I wanted, and I feel like that's the guy who, you know, led us to success this year, and I think that's a great sign for the future. So my final thought is I'm glad we have Chip Kelly. Uh, I'm going to kind of echo the words of uh, Nick Foles and his presser. I'm, I'm very proud of this team. Uh, I think that this team's just going to build. I'm proud of this city. I'm glad the way they've responded to the winning you know, I mean, how else would you respond? But uh, I, I think that, that this is a building block. I don't think this is 
this isn't the end by a long shot. This is really the beginning for this team's success. Yeah, I really don't see a regression-like season coming up here. I think that they match or exceed expectations once again. Uh, I'm rather excited to see, you know, will they re-sign Jeremy Macklin? What are they doing with Riley Cooper? What exactly is going to happen in the draft? Uh, it's going to be an exciting run, guys. This was a great season. Uh, I'm really thankful for everybody listening here that they, you know, got on board with us and uh, we're going to continue to pump out great content and obviously have great contests. A nice big shout out to Mr. Gregory Ruda again for uh, sending us pictures and videos and all that stuff from the seats that he won. Uh, there'll be more of that stuff uh, next season as well uh, as we continue to progressively get this thing even more ramped up than it really is. Uh, again, our uh, apologies to Mike Freeman as we have run out of time, but for uh, Brandon Lee Gouton, for Mr. James Elter, and for Mr. Mike K, thank you for listening to episode number 19 right here on BGN Radio. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. This ain't how